And welcome back to week seven of the Left Coast Gamblers. Tony Cavallo, Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crooks, and we are all in studio ready to break down week seven that is coming up. We're trying to make you money. And you know what makes you money? You know what makes you money? Listening to the people talking right now because we are still winning money with our best bets that we give at the end of the show in the King of the Coast rankings. We also do a pick em every week, and last week was not a good week to promote our pick em, but we're going to do better this week. We have gravestones in the middle, and, all, and we always open with a nice little discussion. We have so much to discuss on this show. Jalen Ramsey is now going to be our fourth speaker fourth podcast host of the left coast gamblers as he was traded to the los angeles rams for two first round picks two first round picks and a fourth round Uh, it's insane what's going on but i just want to let you know what the theme of today's show is before we open up the discussion here the theme of today's show is a theme you have to realize when you're gambling on nfl sometimes sometimes stats are going to go against you sometimes trends are going to go against what you feel and the truth of the matter is dangles i'm looking at you you got to trust your gut. This week is about trusting your gut because if Tony Cavallo trusted his gut last week mm-hmm. and didn't decide to go against him saying, no, you know, it, I don't think it's actually going to happen. They're going away, away favorites, away this. The public likes them. The blah, blah, blah likes them. I would have destroyed the world if I just sat here and said, you know what? Carolina is going to kick ass in London. You know what? Some of these teams are going to do better than people thought they were. The Jets are definitely going to beat the Cowboys. I had that last week and didn't take it on Sunday because I didn't trust my gut. So this week, gentlemen, just want to let you know, I'm trusting my gut. Dangles, why are you looking? You at, why are you looking at me? I, to, I like to look at you. I like to look at you. <laughs> I, was you like, I was like, did I advise you poorly on a bet last no, week? I don't no, recall no, no. telling anyone, you to if, bet on if, Carolina. I wanted nothing to do with that Carolina. I just freaky things like you don't like what happens on Thursday nights. Yeah. I feel like freaky things happen overseas. Body clocks are off. You're in a different. I just I don't like bet. I don't like betting on those. I had Carolina. And if in case you're wondering, trust your gut. Trust your gut. I'm doing so well this year. Schaefer the Sharp's doing well. Dangles is doing well for a first-time gambler. We know what we're doing. We're smart football heads. You guys listening know what you're doing when it comes to football. Trust your gut. Make your pick. Make some money. Drew, you're still in the Super Contest. How are we doing so far? Our first minor setback, guys, minor setback. Uh, like you said, Mr. Cavallo, I didn't trust my gut. I didn't trust the market. Mm. Uh, made a made a bit of a blunder. Substitute my Texans pick that I had in other contests for a Titans pick mm. on Sunday. That was a disaster mistake. Nope. First two and three week, first week that we were below five hundred, but through six week in the six weeks in the super contest. 19, 10, and 1, certainly nothing to shake at. Yep. Looking to have a good two weeks, uh, week 7 and 8, to get to the halfway point and make a charge in the second half. And we also, when we're talking about trusting our gut and dangles, I will go to you for this. We are now seeing some of these teams. We've seen them play a couple of games now. This is more than just a small sample size. And now when it comes down to them on the line, that you see those lines of them versus another team, you kind of know who these teams are. You have to trust that some of these teams stink when you thought they'd be good. For instance, 
I'm done with the Los Angeles Rams. What do you mm. think about this Los Angeles Rams team that has now lost me money three straight weeks? I mean, I don't know. It's kind of one of those things where you have to decide, do you want to hold your nose and go in for another week? Because, look, I mean, I think we have enough of a, a you know a, a view of a sample size of Sean McVay's offenses to know that he's not a fluke. He's the real yep. deal. He can he can game plan a game. He can scheme against another team. He, he can go into the film room, break down your defense, and find ways to make you pay. I think a lot of this has to do with the offensive line, and, you know, hopefully this new guy they've brought in, what, Corbett is his name from uh, something like that from Cleveland? The center from Cleveland, Cleveland, whoever the hell they brought over, will help because, you know, they don't have John Sullivan anymore. Roger Saffold is gone. Austin Blythe is hurt. This line has been decimated. Joseph Noteboom just went on to IR. All these guys have been shifted around, and and they're not playing at normal positions, and it's affecting Jared Goff. So I'm hoping that Jalen Ramsey will be a help to this defense, but I also wonder if it's not a one-step-forward, two-step-back sort of situation because you add Jalen Ramsey, you get rid of Marcus Peters, Sure, he couldn't cover a D three wide receiver God, this year. Apparently, what is Baltimore I, doing. I, I, I don't know. Hopefully, he'll get a turner, a fresh start there, and maybe he and Earl Thomas will, be, you know, become a, a powerful secondary duo in in the AFC North. I have no idea, but you know, you just lost uh, John Johnson to IR. Um, Talib, look, you get Jalen Ramsey. He's an elite talent, uh, but you lose a lot of the rest of it. I think teams are going to be trying to exploit this team over top, and they're already, you know, I mean, they got the best pass rusher in the game, but we'll see here. Jared Goff. The, the one thing I know is Jared Goff has to have a bounce back game that I, period now I and, I and the other thing I will say is that I know he had a terrible fumble but the two rushes he had Daryl Henderson was whoa he had some explosiveness that guy that guy runs violently I don't want to talk for a full length about these Rams but I will defend my boy Jared Goff I do not think all these struggles are on him and him alone it's tough to have a team that doesn't revolve around Todd Gurley it's a lot easier when he's on the field but also the 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 Wade Phillips defense cones in on two shutdown corners. That's what his whole defense is built upon. And I think them trading for Ramsey shows that obviously Peters is gone, but Tlaib is out the door as well. They're going to need someone opposite of Ramsey to make that thing tick. But Ramsey is the perfect guy for this system. Giving up two first-round picks and not having a first-round pick in five straight years. Five. These Rams are uh, doing something I've never seen before in the NFL. It, 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 it's an issue, and Goff, to no fault of his own, with a, with a depleted offensive line and really not that threat of just a dynamic MVP caliber running back like Todd Gurley, mm-hmm. the Rams are 3-3, three and three, correct? Yep. Yeah. McVay's really, really, really got to earn his money, earn his keep. I'm very curious. I, I had the Rams last week against the 49ers, one of my favorite plays. I was... Haven't more haven't been more shocked by a result all season than the Rams just getting absolutely dump trucked on at home against the 49ers. I did say it could happen. You did. I did say I the, even bet on it. The, the 49ers <laughs> great team. Um but yeah, just with extra preparation, kind of in a must win game in the division, I was dumbfounded. Now, Drew, there was another big uh, divisional matchup that happened this past week, and it happened on Monday night. You had us all together for your birthday to watch your Detroit Lions play my Green Bay Packers. It was a grand old time. I'm happy that all, almost all of us uh, came out for the night except for the man who had to do laundry. But, Drew, <laughs> I do want to say, what do you feel about uh, the game that happened and the way it happened? Yes, yeah, so, uh, uh, we're even on beers. No. Uh, yeah, we we are. We're even. You, you, you did buy me one uh, the the night of, which I appreciate. You know, listen, Tony, me and you are together. Uh, we shook hands after, brother. Actually, we no brothers don't shake hands. Brothers got a hug. You know, uh, I'm not going to sit here and 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 play conspiracy theory. I'm not going to sit here and, <laughs> and 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 say the game is fixed. Here's and, the butt, and, though. And, 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 <laughs> and here and, comes the butt. Um, it's just it's deflating as a fan to feel uh, that the result wasn't fair. I think as football fans, we all want a fair result. So the solution here is pretty simple. They're trying to review these PIs. It's been a disaster. Mm-hmm. It's been an absolute disaster. Nothing gets overturned. No one really knows what a PI is. It's, it's super subjective, right? Make it easy, NFL. 
every inside two minutes, inside that two minute warning, just make every call reviewable. That would have been an easy overturn on Flowers. It's a new game. Listen, I think the Lions were the better team Monday night. I still think they might be the better team than the Packers. That's that that remains to be seen. But it's not fair to have your team feel like you've been robbed of a potential victory. But here's the thing, guys. It happens three, four times a year in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It always happens. So mm-hmm. disappointed, sure. I've been very, very, very impressed with Patricia's response. I've been impressed with the Lions' response. There's no time to feel bad about yourself in the NFL. They have yep. six days to prepare for a damn good Minnesota Vikings yep. team at home. So we'll see how they bounce back. Clearly disappointed. I think Lions have a good football team. We'll see how it goes. That's why I love what Patricia did this offseason. I've been talking about the whole time. He brought in veterans. He brought in respected guys who can shoulder these responsibilities of, hey, we just got we just got screwed up. They they unfairly effed in the A. Mrs. Crookson, I'm trying Thank not you, to Tony. swear as Thank much. Thank you, Tony. He, uh, unfairly, <laughs> okay? And, love that. And I'm, no, I'm just saying, like, it, it, the, to bring in those veterans, to have Trey Flowers sit there and have those two calls called at him, and then have all the media around him, camera in his mouth, and he just plays it cool. Plays it cool, on to the next game. And you could tell how angry he was with what, like, it was going in his head. It's going a million miles an hour, but play it cool, move on to the next one. I have faith in the Lions as well. Dangles, as an outsider's perspective, not only the calls on uh, Monday Night Football, but the calls in general. You've seen a change in what's been happening. The NFL PI reviews aside, what do you think is going on with these refs? We've lost a lot recently to retirement. They're now in the booths. I don't think all of them that left should be, you know, gilded as they walk out. They weren't as good as they should have been, but it's just interesting to see how much has changed the past few years. Is it a more difficult sport to analyze, or the refs just worse? What do you think is going on here? I mean, I think some of it is a function of just all the rule changes that happen and the different way that they are looking at, A, what a catch is, yeah. and B, you know, what pass interference is and whether or not it can be challenged. Because just, just the fact that it can be challenged changes the whole way that a referee might look at how, how it can be called or not, I think, and the way that they just sort of think about whether or not they're going to call P.I. on a play. And look, I've, you know, I've, been, a, I've been a hockey referee. I've been a baseball umpire. haven't haven't done football, but I've done that sort of split second, um, uh, you know, sort of decision making. It's hard. Mm. You can't. I can't. I can't knock them for that. I will say this. I personally think the Lions got jobbed on that on those calls. I do not think Trey Flowers should have been called for illegal hands to the face. That was a bogus call. Criminal. I also, Criminal. I also think the Packers got jobbed on a couple PI calls throughout that game as well, where they should have uh, been called. Where there was a couple, you know, a couple times where a Lions receiver got an arm like all the way across the Packers chest, a Packers receiver's chest, where I thought to the point that it hinders his ability to make a catch. I think some of it, it really is an overcorrection. Um, I think for a long time there weren't any rule changes, and P.I. was just P.I.ing. The catch was the catch, and that's the way it was, and it kind of just became, you know, everybody knew what it was, and now everything's changing, and refs are more uncertain, and then you, you're a ref, and you see something like the NFC Championship game last year happen, yeah. or you see <laughs> something like this Monday night game happen, and you're, you're that much more trepidatious every time you're making a call going, what if I'm the guy who blows a you know a, a pi where there shouldn't be one or who calls yeah. illegal hands to the face that that, that costs a team a game or even worse a, t- a chance at a super bowl yeah. like a lot of people believe the saints and i i personally agree that the saints got jobbed out of a chance at the super bowl last year I, the, quick thing guys would you guys agree with me real quick i can deal with no calls i i really can deal with a missed pi i can deal with the, the ref keeping his flag in his pocket what i can't deal with is blatant penalties that are not there yeah if you if you see something with your eyes, throw a flag. Yeah. But if you don't, keep it in your freaking pocket. I'm fine with and, that. And and so missed calls are gonna happen. The human element of the game yep. is not going away. 
But if, if if you're seeing something with your eyes, what what are they looking at? Yeah, I don't that, like, like that's what bothers me. That's no, what bothers me. I feel you on that, and I uh, I mean I I long for the days where all we had to argue about on Sunday was what, whether that was a catch or not. I long for those days, and now it's everything is an argument, and it's going insane. I will say I did hear a very dirty rumor about a certain Vegas uh, big shot that is making money line bets and winning on Cleet Blackman uh, refereed games, I, I, I read including that Monday yeah, Night yeah, Football. Yeah, I read that. I hope, I hope that's not true. I read true. that. I read that. Because as a Packers fan who watched oh, that game man. with a litany of Lions fans, yeah. I, I, I truly, like, I, I know the Lions had it worse off. My team ended up winning, but I felt terrible at the end of that game. You did. You, you don't genuine. think I wanted to win that game and be like, eh, F you Lions fans, my team's better than yours. Instead, I had to it be like, you know what, guys, that was that sucked. Yeah. That You're sucked. gracious, Tony. I'll give you that. You're I don't like gracious. that at all. Because eventually it'll come around. It always does. Yeah. And I'm waiting for that karma to come back around. But let's move on. Uh, we got to talk about some of these teams that are in the doldrums right now because it's getting to the point where you must win in advance or you're playing for next season. And a couple of these teams, especially the AFC, I want to I wanna sort of navigate because right now the AFC has two three and two teams as their last wild card team. You have Buffalo at four and one as the first wild card team, and then you have Indy and Oakland as your two three and two teams to have that final wild card spot. Plenty can happen in the next eleven to ten to eleven games. But I want to look at the six teams that are two and four in the AFC. Obviously the season's not going the way they want to and are obviously two and four right now. But I guarantee you, this is a Tony Cavallo guarantee. One of these two and four teams is making the playoffs. I guarantee you this will happen. So our wow. job right now is to decide which two and four team will make the playoffs. The first team I want to talk about is not even a two and four yet. It's the one and four New York Jets. They had the biggest win of the week playing a Dallas team that was three and zero and destroyed them. Destroyed them. It was the scoreboard made it close, but the Jets beat them every second of that game. Do the Jets have any chance once they get through losing to New England this week? Do they have any chance now with Sam Darnold to make a run with their easy schedule to get better than one and four? No, no. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think a so. Either. Flat no from both of you. I'm telling you, the Jets are very high on my list of these six two and four teams that aren't. I think the Jets have a real shot. Three games back of Buffalo have to go to Orchard Park. I don't like their chances. I hate Buffalo. You guys know how much I hate Buffalo. I think Buffalo is the one that falls out of these. Uh, I will take Buffalo's defense it. and a Josh Allen, you know, up and down sort of week to week kind of thing, and a roll of the dice on Devin Singletary and John Brown over Sam Darnold putting his mouth on things and Robbie Anderson, who is only able to run nine routes. Every day. Buffalo's got three straight home games against Miami, Philly, and Washington. They lost by one point to those Buffalo Bills in week one, and Josh Allen threw up a prayer that ended up being a touchdown. Watch out for those Jets. Just saying. Two and four teams. There are two of them in the AFC West. The Denver Broncos on a two-game winning streak, and the Los Angeles Chargers, where it's getting to the point where Jim Carrey's saying our pets' heads have fallen off. It's going (laughs) awful over there. Out of those two teams, Denver or L.A. Chargers, which one do you think has a chance to make these playoffs and why? Oh, Denver for sure. I mean, listen, you know, I was low on Denver early in the year. Uh, they've lost. They really could be four and two right now. They really and, could be. And I, I like their defense. I like their running attack. I like their home field advantage. Denver is an easy pick for me. I think the Chargers. Uh, even with Joe I Flacco, don't have, I don't have AFC. Even with Joe Flacco, you know, I'm not. I'm not 
again, I don't think they're a great team, but if you're asking me chances to make the playoffs, Broncos definitely over the Chargers. The Chargers might be in my gravestones next week. Ooh. Wow. See, I'm going the opposite direction. I think the Chargers, like Chargers have a way yeah, I like I like Los Angeles way better. I think they have more pieces just to put it together. Their quarterback play is going to come back around. Phil Rivers is Phil Rivers. Joe Flacco is a washed up, dried out. I, the quarterback play is going to come around to haunt them in uh, in in Denver. And I just I think there are more pieces in in uh, I think Keenan Allen's going to come back around. They need to figure out that backfield because they went from having like, the best running back in Melvin situation Gordon. in the NFL, and then they come back. It's like, what did you even come back for? Now they have no idea what they're doing in the backfield. It's a joke. Oh, man. Whoever whoever is deciding Guys, Melvin Chargers, Gordon's— the Chargers don't have a home field. I mean, we know oh, this, but they sad. don't have a I home think that field. Works so to their, I think that works to their advantage. Every it's game, well every for them this game, year. Every game's an away great game. great the last two weeks. Uh, they've looked really away good. Game. Listen, I hope, awful. I hope Dean Spanos and his family is making more money with this L.A. move because that's the only reason they moved. The two teams in the AFC North that are 2-4, and four, the Browns and the Steelers. Dangles, which one of those teams quickly do you think is a better chance, if any? Jeez, this if is... If any, you I can mean, say n- neither. This is... Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly think neither. The Cleveland Browns are undisciplined. Um, they, they continually get called for penalties. Their offensive line is bad. Baker Mayfield has been bad. They've just been inconsistent at every level. Now they're missing their two best cornerbacks. I know that. And They've that, missed them forever, yeah. You know, which is, which is a difficult thing. And the Steelers aren't going to win until they get good quarterback play. And look, I mean, Duck well, Hodge... Uh, hold on, hold on. I'm just uh, Duck Hodges. They won. They they won, right? They yes. won, which is which is what's important. But you're not going to be able to rely on Duck Hodges from on a week to week basis. Well, it's, it's it's likely. And things weren't much better when Mason Rudolph was healthy. He was better. He was much better than Duck Rogers. He is starting Duck this week. Ma- Mason Rudolph is <laughs> Duck coming. Duck Rogers. It sounds like a comic book. Mason character. Rudolph is coming back. I <laughs> the like, Adventures of Duck Rogers. I like the Steelers. <laughs> I like the Steelers a lot. Drew, do you want to say anything on the Browns and Steelers? You want to move the AFC South? Uh, the the. For, Freddie Kitchens is a dumpster fire. He's a beef jerky salesman. Baker Mayfield leads the league in turnovers. I'm out in the Browns. The Steelers, I'll give a puncher's chance just because I think they can maybe get within 500. They've had a decent defense, but what has happened to Juju Smith-Schuster this year? He's been like a ghost. Well, he's got no one thrown to him. Uh, Browns, by the way, are 2-1 on the road. Just want to say, both of those wins happen on the road. AFC South, 2-4. Jacksonville Jaguars, Tennessee Titans. Now starting Ryan Tannehill. See, this is the problem, is that I don't know what to expect from them on the offense from a week-to-week basis. I can, expe- the, I can at, tell you the at, same exact thing that Mariota's doing. But, I mean, well, probably that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, I was listening to a fantasy podcast today, and they were like, you know, they were addressing what, you know, what do you do as far as the Tennessee quarterback? And it's like, he's there's no change in the ranking. Ryan Tannehill comes into my rankings at the exact same spot yeah. that Marcus Mariota does, which yeah. tells you something about what you probably, probably does tell you something what you should expect offensively. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm 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 going with the Jack here, of course. I yeah, like them. I want to. I want to believe in them here. I think Gardner Minshew had a bad week last week. Yeah. I think he's going to come back around. DJ Chark is the third leading receiver in the NFL in terms of yardage right now. He's having himself a monster season. And when they run the ball well with Leonard Fournette, they play very, very well. I'll be interested to see how the defense holds up without Jalen Ramsey. They've but I like yeah, them better fine. than the Titans. I just think the Titans are inconsistent, even though the defense is very good. You feel the same way, man? I was high on the Titans uh, last week. I, I'm friends with some Titans fans. We're in a group text. They tried to talk me <laughs> out. They tried fans. to talk me out of it. They were like, yeah, and, and and I still went with them. They burned me. I bet on them too. Uh, the Titans, man, I don't know. I mean, they, I, 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 I have no faith in them. And the Jaguars, I think the Minshew Mania kind of came to a crashing halt against a good defense. There's I'm actually, gonna I'm gonna say neither here, just neither? because, just because yeah. I like, I like Houston and Indy so much better than those other two teams, yep. and I think it'll be tough to climb. All right, so before we move on, I gave you seven teams here. I want you to pick the one team that is going to make the playoffs: Jets, 
Broncos, Chargers, Browns, Steelers, Jaguars, Titans. Dangles, what's the one team making the playoffs? Holy crap. I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Chargers. I, I'm throwing wow, up a prayer. That is, wow. I mean, God, I, God I could you. not disagree more. Drew, you got your one I team? Guess, I guess I'll take a fire on the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I like the Denver Broncos, too. I have to say I'm torn between the Steelers and the Jets. I'm swear, I swear I don't to you. Know, I could not disagree with you more about the Steelers. I don't know how you see the Steelers getting to the playoffs on the quarterback play they have now. That is absolute baloney. I see I see a competitive team led by a competitive defense and a great head coach and not a good division. Not yeah, a good division. That's solid logic. Yeah. I, I could see them winning that division. I, just, I, I just, really could. I just don't think that's sustainable at all. But that's why they play the that game. That is why they play them. Because one of these teams, I guarantee you, we're going to kill in our next section of Gravestones. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back now with everyone's favorite game, the game of Gravestones, where each host picks a team to put into the ground and say they will not make the playoffs in January of this year. We've been doing this every week. The grave pool is getting bigger and bigger. If each host kills a team, they go into the actual grave pool, meaning they are dead forever. Washington, Arizona, Cincinnati are our three grave pool teams. We've each killed all these teams individually. The key is... If a host kills a team first, the host following cannot choose that same team to kill that week. The weekly order is the same as weeks past because we keep tying in the weekly pick'em. I will be leading. Drew will be second. Dangles fallen all the way to third once again. Dangles, you just got to do better picking games. I apparently do. Uh, we are now going to do, I still don't know an NFC team to kill. So since I am leading this, we will be going to the AFC for the second straight week in this week's version of Gravestone. Thank you all for gathering here today. We have uh, donuts and coffee in the lobby. What is this, an AA meeting? In past weeks, I've killed Miami and Denver. And Denver's not. That was a stupid kill for Old Tone. But I'm going to kill another team that's 2-4 and four in that AFC, a team that we just talked about, and a team that is starting. Ryan fucking Tannehill. As much as I love that Tennessee Titans defense, as much as I love Mike Vrabel's porn star mustache, Ryan Tannehill is not getting to the playoffs in the year of our Lord 2019. Good night, Tennessee. Drew, you're up next. In past weeks, you've killed Miami and the Jets. Where will you go this week? Well, Tony, we're going to stay right here in the City of Angels. Wow. We're going over to that soccer stadium. Wow. It's so early. It's early, and Dangles thinks they might have a shot to make the playoffs. I, I do. could not disagree more. If you watch that Sunday night football, if you call that football, Phil Rivers looks like he should be playing flag with his eight sons. I think it's like ten. I think his ten <laughs> sons are... His ten <laughs> childs, childrens are better off. Are better, better offensive line. There you go. <laughs> Sounded out. They're so oh, man. bad. They're having a tough time right and now. Anthony, I'm hopeful. Anthony Lynn, overmatched. Uh, he looks like he's quite just not that smart. No. Bye bye Chargers. How bad is that two-hour drive back to San Diego every day for Phil? It can't be good. It can't be good. Poor guy. Tangles. Uh, In past weeks, you've killed Denver and the New York Jets. This week, you will be killing 
I think I'm going to uh, use my get-out-of-jail-free card this week and go with the Miami Dolphins because I'm really not sure where else to go in this uh, in this time right now. So, uh, yeah, tanking for Tua. Risky. South Beach. Yeah, real risky. <laughs> I think I looked at the odds today. I think they were like plus 10,000 or something like that to win the Super Bowl, plus 20,000. It was something bizarre. But well, Ryan Fitzpatrick is starting again, so you never know. Yeah, a week after they said that Josh Rosen was a starting quarterback for the rest of the season. And this see how long that lasts. Means that each host has taken the Miami Dolphins and turned them into sushi, and they join the grave pool. So let us bow our heads and go out with a moment of silence from the Miami Dolphins. I'm sorry, Rich. And we're sorry, Peter, about the sushi thing. It's a moment of silence. And now we are back for the full volume weekly pick'em that we do every week. Go through the whole slate, tell you who's going to win. Last week, you shouldn't have listened to us because each Dude, of us tell you who's went six win, and no, eight. <laughs> we went six and eight last week. We do really well in this in this contest. We do. Drew is leading for the season at fifty-eight and thirty-four total. Dangles still twelve games above five hundred. He's a worst record right now, fifty-two and forty. We pick these games correctly. It's just last week was an aberration. Oh, it was a man. bad week. As for the challenge for the season, we're trying to get the best week possible. Dangles is leading the charge right now with only three losses. Only three losses in one week. Let's do it again. But first, we have some teams that won't be playing this week. They're on the bye. Dangles, who are those teams? Yeah, we got the Panthers, the Browns, the Steelers, and the Bucks. Let's do a merry fuck kill of those. That's a fun merry fuck kill, I think. Sorry, Mrs. Crookston. Um, so Panthers, Browns, Steelers, Buccaneers. Drew, I'm going to come to you first. Who uh, who are you marrying? Who are you going to uh, take out on a nice date and then bring home and um, not ask her to stay at her house? Uh, and then uh, who are you going to uh, toss off a cliff Spartan well, style? <laughs> who am I marrying? I'm going to go with uh, the best nickname in sports right now, Derry Sanders. Christian McCaffrey, uh-huh. Derry Sanders. I'm marrying the Carolina Panthers. I'm uh, yeah. I'm I'm into them. I think Kyle Allen's really rejuvenated that team. It'd be very interesting when Scam Newton gets back healthy because I'm not sure what they're going to do. Did you hear what Ron Ron Rivera said about his quarterbacks? Mm-mm. He said, "Quote: Kyle Allen is our quarterback right now to avoid all future controversy when Cam gets healthy." I thought that was hilarious. Uh, that'll be interesting. I'm um, I'm very intrigued by it as well, buddy. Carolina's got a decision to make, and I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. <sighs> Who am I killing? Hmm. It's got to be the mistake by the lake and the Cleveland Browns. I, I, I bought into the hype. Yeah. I bought into the hype. I'm so foolish. It's such a square, square thing preseason. Ooh, they got Odell. They got Bakers doing all these commercials. I've been so less than impressed with them. I think coaching is a big thing. I, I think with a different coach, that's a completely different team. Yeah. But my word, are they just – I don't like them. I'm killing them. What are my other two options, Dangles? Bucks. Uh, the Bucks and the Steelers. Ooh, so who am I going forehead to forehead? Missionary, very, just very soft, lovemaking. I am going to choose. Who are you going to dry hump? Correct. Uh, <laughs> I guess, you know what? I was high on the Bucks two weeks ago, but man, Jameis looks awful. Uh, I'll go, I'll just, I'll take a flyer in the Steelers, you know? I'll, I'll, I'll swipe right and uh, yeah. um, just see in that kind of division of Ugh. parody and just kind of see if Mason comes back. I don't know. I just, just, it, it'll be like a okay, one night flame. So I think. Marrying, marrying the Panthers, fucking the Steelers, and killing the Browns. Tony, do you differ? Not even, uh, uh, not one iota. 
do I differ? So yeah. I'll, I'll I'll toss it to you to go quickly. Do you have anything else? Uh, no, to say? actually, I I think that's hey! probably I think that's probably accurate. It's similar it's, taste, it's, guys. It's all kind of just you're holding your nose with each of these teams, honestly. Yeah. When it comes down to it, we, listen, should, go, we should have a polygamous a polygamous colony. Listen, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm I'm pretty much <laughs> I'm out the door calling the Uber before I notice Jameis throws his first pick of the day. So I I, yeah. I give the Bucks some love there. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm definitely looking at it. But five four <laughs> interceptions and two fumbles does not a bed two weeks. Go, no. I bought stock in the Bucks. It's wow. not, and his decision making is just evidently poor. Like he's just making bad choices on the field. But let's get to the teams who are playing yeah. this week. We start on Thursday night in Denver. The Chiefs are at the Broncos for an in division matchup that uh, is not so simple here because the last two weeks, uh, the two teams who have played the Kansas City Chiefs have figured out the formula, at least it seems, for beating them, and that is hold on to the ball, run it, and see if you can get pressure on Patrick Mahomes on the other side of it. Yep. These uh, Both of the teams, the Texans and the Colts, that have beaten the, the Chiefs have had the upper hand and well the upper hand in time of possession. So it would seem that, uh, and it's probably not a genius notion, right? Keep Patrick Mahomes off the field, and the Chiefs aren't that formidable so of a taking? team. Well, geez, I think I'm going to take the Chiefs. I think they got to bounce back, right? <laughs> like, I don't know if the Broncos are just going to be able to hold on to the ball for that long. Like, Joe Flacco isn't that good of a quarterback. He's going to have to come involved in some of this. Uh, some, at, at, some po- at some point, moving the chains with short passes becomes, like, what you have to do to hold on to the ball, to matriculate it down the field, to yeah. keep the clock moving. Joe Flacco has not been consistent, and their wide receivers have not been consistent. Philip Lindsay can't be the only guy doing the work for him. I'm going to go with the Chiefs here. Trust you gut. Kansas City's the better team. Kansas City minus 3.5 is one of my best bets that I didn't take in King of the Coast. I love Kansas City this week. Drew? Dangles, you just uh, described a perfect blueprint to beat the Chiefs, and the team that the Chiefs are playing is that blueprint. They run the ball, control the clock, they play awesome defense, and the Chiefs are depleted offensive line, defensive line. I got a barking dog here, boys. I'm going the Denver Broncos to get back in the division race here at mile high on a short week. I think Mahomes' ankle clearly is not 100%. That's clearly hindering his ability. And the Chiefs are an abomination. Third worst rush defense in the NFL. I think Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay pound the rock, control the clock. Give me the Broncos in a close game. Mm. Three game skid for the Chiefs would be uh, pretty pretty historic given how prolific their offense has been this season. All right, let's move to the Sunday slate, gentlemen. Uh, we start off in Buffalo, a mere fifteen hundred miles away. The Dolphins are playing the Bills at New Era Field at Orchard Park Stadium. Buffalo. Uh, no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, give me the Bills. Give me the Bills. Put people through tables. Can Bills I say Mafia. One thing? Give me the Bills. Can I say one thing real fast? The reason why we all went six and eight last week is that we picked many games, all three of us the same. We were one and six in those games that we all picked the same. Yeah, but this is the Dolphins. Misery this is the, This is the Dolphins. They're not going to be able to score on the Bills, period. Next up, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars heading to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Jaguars. Yeah, yeah, Jaguars. The Bengals again. This is another one where the Bengals are just terrible. They're just terrible. Drew, are you gonna oh, ta- are you gonna man. bite on the home Bengals? No, here? I listen. I, Minshew Mania really disappointed me uh, last week. Yeah. Um, I'm rethinking my Halloween costume, and uh, <laughs> and I want to take the Bengals so bad. But then, have you? Ever, you look at Zach Taylor's face on the sideline. He looks like he's at like freshman orientation. Yes. He, he does not look like. Yeah. He's, give me the Jaguars. Okay. All right, uh, next up we have a better game, the Vikings at the Lions Great at game. Ford Field. Great game. This will be fun. I think both of these teams are really for real, like playoffs for real. I love both of these teams. I'm only picking Detroit because they're at home. I think this is a coin flip game. 
I'm going to go with Minnesota. I think Dalvin Cook has a big game. I don't know. I'm this is honestly a coin flip for me too. I'm just I'm I'm picking I, Minnesota. I really like I, both I feel of these like teams. I feel like Detroit has to has to sort of come back to earth and at listen, some point. They, they both have weaknesses, you know what I mean? We both know what these teams don't do well, but Absolutely. they do so many things well that they're going to be in the playoffs. If I if I if I come back next week and I lost this pick, you know, I I won't I won't look at it and go, you know, that's a like I made a stupid pick or, you know, I I, I, I it won't surprise me at all. Drew, you going with your uh, your Lions? Yeah, I'm really excited for this game, guys. It's going to kind of be a culture check for this organization. I mean, this is just gut check time, man. Six days after that just robbery of a loss in Monday Night Football, you play a damn good Vikings team who's playing awesome. Riding high. The best the best part of their game is their rushing attack. The Lions probably defensive uh, uh, deficiency is their, is their rush defense. Yeah. Uh, that is concerning. I think that secondary outside of the of the two teams in the AFC East, the Patriots and the Bills, is the best secondary in all of football. And I think Patricia rallies the troops. We get a huge win at Ford Field. Give me the Lions. All right, next up we have uh, your team, Tony. The Raiders are taking on the Packers. Another home game for the Packers here. Not to you com- want to lead us off? <laughs> not, to, not to complain, but we just played the Lions coming off of the bye. We're about to play Oakland coming off of the bye. And next rest. week, do we play Kansas City after 10 days off for them, too? We do. Oh, wow, that's that's bad. We know how good Andy Reid is with extra rest. I'm very angry at the schedule makers for that. A lot of early home games, but a lot of teams with bigger rests than the Packers. I am picking Oakland to come in and win at Lambeau. Really? I am picking Oakland to come in and win at Lambeau. Yeah. Wow. I really am. Uh, I think Green Bay is uh, stuttering a little bit. They have a lot of injuries. Devontae Adams won't be back for this game. That turf toe is really hurting them. Geronimo Allison won't be back for this game with the concussion protocol. We're down to rookies and nobody's catching the ball for us. You saw number 10 for our team, Shepard. He's a rookie, made two huge boneheaded turnovers. Oakland does things well that we do not do well. Oakland is a legit good team. 13 days rest for Oakland coming into this game. I'm picking Oakland for the upset. And first time you've not picked the Packers yes. the whole year, right? Correct. Interesting. Man, that, that makes me sway my pick. I've been watching this line movement, guys. It opened at 7. It's down to 4.5, which is crazy to me. It reminds me a lot of the Bears line against the Raiders when it opened at 7. Got all the way down 4.5. Um, i got to take the Packers. I just, I, just, I just think they'll find a way to win. Not very confident after of your assessment, Tony, but I, I give me the Packers. I'm going to take Oakland here. I think um, you know I, I I was surprised as everyone to hear you take the Raiders, but um, I think this could be potentially a trap game for them, like you know for them to take advantage of. I guess mm. I should say. Um, so yeah, give me Oakland here. All right, uh, next up we go to Atlanta, uh, Mercedes Benz Stadium, Rams at Falcons. Atlanta, every you just said Atlanta, and I scoffed, and that was a natural reaction. Mm. That was a natural reaction. That's like you saying Lena Dunham. Ugh. I love it. I'm picking the L.A. Rams Great to win city. this game. Uh, yeah, me too. As good as Matt Ryan has been, they just haven't been able to put it together everywhere else, and their defense is horrific. I'm yeah. going with Los Angeles. Man, guys, if there was any time the Falcons could just maybe get a win, it'd be here. I, I'm not buying the Rams stock at all, no. but I say a 3-3 three and three team. McVeigh again, I just – he can't lose four in a row, can he? I don't think he, he can't can. lose four in a row. Give me the Rams. Next up, Texans at Colts. Great game. This will be fun. This might be the game of the week if this it wasn't for an NFC uh, East uh, matchup coming up later, but this game is awesome. I'm going with Indianapolis. At home, coming off the bye, they have one of the best offensive lines in the league. Marlon Mack is hot right now. Uh, do we Is T.Y. Is T. Hilton back for this game? Oh, he's back. We got him, They got him back? Yeah, give me Indy. Give me Indy. I, I think Darius Leonard is still out, if I'm not no, mistaken. No, he's back. Oh, he's back, too. Definitely give me Indy. That's my, Absolutely give that's me my Indy. That's my big pickup. I love oh, Darius yes. Leonard. Oh, uh, yes. I will say uh, Houston, Deshaun Watson, 
has not been sacked in two straight games. Which is something he probably can't have said for a long time. And he's played the Chiefs and the Falcons. That means nothing to me. Those defensive lines are porous. I'll take the Colts. Okay. I'm going to go with Indy as well. Just wanted to bring that up. Okay. Uh, Next up, we have the faux T-9ers, if you ask Tony, the 49ers uh, at the Redskins. Do you still don't believe in them after uh, after last Uh, week? I do not believe in San Fran. I cannot wait to win money on them betting against them when they they face actual real competition. San Fran's not an undefeated team. They're just not. They face cupcakes, and they beat the Rams. Congratulations. They've beaten one team all year. They will They will win against Washington, however. San Fran wins this game. Yeah, I think the jury's still out on San Francisco. Tony, I do think their defensive line, as Dangles pointed out last week, is legit. Might be I the think, best in the league. I, I think their defense is completely legit. I think Jimmy G is more of a game manager at this point, and their offensive weapons are kind of limited, but I think they're pretty damn good. Uh, I think both of you could probably beat up their defense coordinator. He looks like he's just a mellow dude. Um, but uh, Robert Salah, he's God. getting a lot of TV time for his. How uh, can you not play for that guy when I he's mean, just pumping his chest in the side on fourth and goal? My God, they're a fun um, team to root but for. But yeah, I'm I'll uh, I'll take I'll take the 49ers. I here. mean, in this matchup, absolutely, I think you have to take the the 49ers. But I I disagree with you. I think they are a legitimate force to be reckoned with. I think they proved that last week against the Rams. I think their front seven is incredible, and I think they've got enough on offense to make you not be quite sure how to game plan for them because they can come at you in a lot of different ways. They don't have the best wide receivers in the world. They don't have the best running backs in the world, but they got a lot of different guys on that field that they can go to. And if there's somebody who I want, who, who I'll want in my corner when I'm scheming with a lot of different pieces, you know, chess guys to move around, I'll take Kyle Shanahan. George Kittle doesn't hurt either. No, Shan- no. Shanahan's a genius when it comes to offensive play calling. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's incredible. It's he could incredible have run the ball in the him. Super Bowl a couple times. But. <laughs> uh, next up, we have the final game on the uh, first slate, the 10 o'clock uh, Pacific, 1 o'clock Eastern. It's the Cardinals at the Giants. Low-key, a really exciting game for yeah. both fans of these yeah. franchises. Yeah, oh, for, Okay, yes, for yeah. fans of these franchises, absolutely. Arizona's Rookie pumped about what Kyle is doing. Daniel Jones has, has reinvigorated, and Saquon's coming back for the Giants. I This is a tough game to pick a winner. I just know I'm going to enjoy watching this game on the red zone. I'm going to pick the Giants because of Saquon coming back. I like the Giants, too. I think Daniel Jones uh, kind of gets his, his his first. I know Saquon was there for, for his first start, but went out early. I think it's some. he's got some new toys to play with now with yeah. Saquon. Uh, I think Ingram's going to be back. The Cardinals have been horrible uh, defending tight ends this year. Um, I think the Cardinals will be able to score some points on a terrible. Both these secondaries, by the way, guys, bottom five in the league. Yeah. That screams a lot of points to me, but uh, give me the G-men at home. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take the Cardinals here, I think. I feel like the Giants are a sexy pick for a lot of people. Uh, I, th- I believe they are uh, favored by a field goal right now yeah. uh, going into this game. I like that. I like that spread for the Cardinals. I like them going into to New York, and I think Kyler is just going to run all over them. It's going to be a very fun game to watch. Definitely. Let's start the afternoon slate. It begins with the Chargers at the Tennessee Titans at Nissan. This is a winner go home. This is a winner-go-home game. both of these teams. Exactly. This You do not lose this game and make the playoffs. That's clear as day. I am picking the Chargers to win, although I think uh, the only reason I'm doing that is because Tennessee might have the worst quarterback room in yeah. the National Football League. I'm picking the Chargers. No, I agree. I'm going with the Chargers as well. I've been going with the Malt Podcast. I might as well make it the trifecta. Uh, I agree. I think the quarterback situation is t- is too tenuous there, and everything else is a coin flip. As much as I know, like your boy Malcolm Butler, Keenan Allen is going to destroy him on Sunday. Probably so. Keenan Allen's had a rough go the last couple of weeks uh, after a, a really, really hot start to the season. Yeah, he'll but bounce back I, this I week. I think he usually does. Uh, he, he can be a streaky like this, and I, I have faith that he'll bounce back. I'm just realizing this as I'm looking at these games, guys. This is definitely Pitt's. Uh, this is a matchup where 
the two, in my opinion, by far worst performances of last week are competing against each yep. other. One of these teams has to play better. Yeah. Um, the Chargers, guys, I don't think you guys understand how beat up they are. They are yeah. so beat no, up. No, I certainly the, the, the offensive the, line the is Titans, demolished. The Titans No are, Mike Pouncey? I think the Titans are tougher and better coached. Maybe a Tannehill spark. This is so stupid. I won't bet a Russell dime on the Boone's Titans. Gone. But just give me the Titans, I guess. But I just, I don't know. Fucking Titans. Tannehill. I don't know. Tannehill is one game, believer. If you're sucks. listening out there, Ryan. Yeah, one. Sexy wife. Dangles. What's the he next does game? have a good-looking wife. Sorry. Uh, next game up, we have the She's New Orleans. No Kelly Stafford. <laughs> next game up, we have <laughs> the New Orleans Saints at the Chicago Bears. Great game. Great game. Great game. Great game. I think New Orleans wins, even though Chicago's coming off the bye, even though it's at home, even though Mitch Trubisky's back. I'm picking New Orleans because you know what? New Orleans don't lose. New Orleans, don't lose. Period. Yeah, I think Sean Payton's going to figure out a way to scheme against this defense, and the Bears' offense isn't good enough to keep up with them. New Orleans even with Teddy Ballgame, playing who so has well. Been, who's been Teddy Ballgame? Just good enough. Just good enough. Just fine. Just enough to get them past. Just enough to get the defense enough. Just enough is all you need to be if you're Teddy Ballgame, and that's exactly what has been. Give me New Orleans. Just win, baby. Yeah, I have. Uh, I have more to say about this game uh, coming soon, Ooh. but um. I'm gonna take the Bears here. I, I wow. think I think Nagy off a of bye. Uh, I, I and honestly, I, I don't think NFL teams ever play this way. But my God, has Teddy Bridgewater just exceeded expectations? Yeah, they're certainly uh, not where they thought they were going to be when Breeze went out. They're way ahead of the curve. Um, I think this is the week where maybe maybe the Saints don't find a way to win, like Dangles was referring to. I'll take the Bears off a of bye in kind of a bigger spot for him. All right, next up, uh, we have the Ravens and their newly minted cornerback, Marcus Peters, fresh from Los Angeles against the Seahawks. This is in Seattle. This Very might be exciting. a tough this road might be game. The game of the week. Tough road game for the Ravens going in against the 12th man. Very exciting. Very exciting game. I'm picking Seattle to win because I think this is Russell Wilson's MVP year. This is his <laughs> magnum opus. I agree. And he will win this game, although I, I see Lamar Jackson having another uh, – Hey, who is that guy? Game, you know what I mean? Yeah, this year is. I, I think that's a good way to look at it. This year is definitely his his masterpiece, which is saying something when you consider the guys already won a Super Bowl, albeit one of the worst Super Bowls in He's recent in recent memory, besides last year's Super Bowl. Even though the Patriots won, the game itself was garbage. Um, so I'm going to kill with Seattle as well. This is a really good game, guys. I think actually both these teams are are maybe not as good as the record indicates uh, for a couple different reasons. I want I don't trust Lamar Jackson in this road environment quite yet. If you're gonna give me a, a, a choice between Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson in Seattle, it's gonna be Russell Wilson all day long. Hmm. I'll take the Seahawks. Uh, you know it's funny. This is uh, we did not mention Earl Thomas's name once. Mm. Oh yeah, that's true. Once it shows uh, you how yeah, far that star is. That's true, right? And how uh, how far that is, is out of our minds. I don't know. Is this? I wonder if is this his first trip? This would be his oh, yeah. first visit back to oh, yeah. uh, CenturyLink since he left Seattle. Since he left giving Pete Carroll a middle finger He's on the medical cart get out. The bejesus boot out of him. It's going to be Sunday. interesting. It is going to be interesting. Let's move to Sunday night. One of the matchups, uh, rivalries that I've always thought has been underrated in this NFL, but for years has always produced good football games. The Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys. This for me is the game of the week because we don't know who these two teams are quite yet. They could both win this division. They could both miss the playoffs entirely. This is a huge game for week seven. I'm so happy it's on Sunday night. They nailed it making this schedule. This is a tough one for me. Philly has so many injuries in their secondary that I think Amari Cooper, if he plays, Michael Gallup and uh, the rest of the Dallas wide receivers are going to run all over this team. Dak is going to have a huge fantasy day. But the thing is, Carson Wentz 
Ain't no pushover. Mm-mm. I could see anything happening in this game. Deshaun Jackson might be back. It's going to be crazy. Hard. Everything that's flowing around. I am picking Dallas because, again, Philly's secondary is the one of the worst in the league right now with their injuries. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm going to give them the home field advantage, obviously the offensive line, um, and I, I just I personally think they have the upper hand here. Give me Dallas. Dangles, you and I have made the same pick on all but two games. Great. Just um, <laughs> I, It's not necessarily the greatest barometer uh, to, to judge teams, but just based on mutual opponents here, you, you think about the Eagles going into Lambeau, being a Packers team. You think about the Packers going into Dallas, um, demantling a Cowboys team in Dallas. Mm. Um, I think the Packers are downgraded just a little bit after Monday night, but I really, really like filling the spot. I'll take Doug Peterson over Jason Garrett any day of the week. Both teams have injuries. Um, I know Peterson kind of guaranteed a win. I believe him. I think the Eagles will take this. Cowboys, game. I hope so. Cowboys losers of the, their well, last. Clearly not. Two. You took the Cowboys, you idiot. No, no. I hope. I hope you're right. I could see Peterson getting that right. I think Peterson's one of my favorite coaches. It's not in a Green Bay or New England uniform. I'm just thinking. I, if you're right, I'm fine with being wrong on got Dallas. It, got it, got it, got it. I think Dallas wins, though. Very Dallas good. Dallas needs it. They lost their last two. They really need it. Uh, I don't think we have to talk much about the Monday night game. New England Patriots uh, are at the Meadowlands to take on the New York Jets. See, Give me New England. You would say that. You would say that. Did Dad, you watch them play on Thursday night against the Jet or the Giants at I, home? I did. I watched every minute of that game, and I'm still not worried. Wow. I mean, I, I would be worried about this Jets team only because yeah. they punched Dallas in the mouth. And Dallas, Dallas we're talking about how, and New Dal- England how Dallas are apples and sailboats, gentlemen. I, <laughs> I understand. New York Jets can play football. This is going to be a sure. tougher game. I think New York Jets would beat the Giants straight up right now, and they're going to play you tougher than the Giants did. I'm picking New England as well. This is uh, the 10 points in this game I would not bet. The only defense, the only defense the Patriots have even come close to playing this year are the Buffalo Bills on the road. They did not look very good in that game. No. I'll take the Patriots, but I'm telling you what, uh, I will probably be making a wager on the points here. Um, I think Sam Darnold just injected so much life into that stadium. Yeah. I think I think Monday night in New York it's going to get rowdy. And uh, I, I think they I, run I, into I, a complete I, buzzsaw. Yeah, I, ex- I, I expect a competitive football game, but obviously I'm not going to pick against uh, William Belichick. A lot of fun divisional matchups this week. I'm interested yeah. to see what we make for our King of the Coast picks, but that is it for our weekly pick. I'm a very fun slate, a fun slate that I'll be watching from the lovely Palm Springs, California. Ooh, Cannot wait for that. Don't know. Place? Don't know how it's going to happen, but we're going to make it work. You've I'm never just been. praying I will make it work. That's the slate for Sunday. Let's move on to the King of the Coast. All right, and now we are at my favorite game of the week, the King of the Coast. This is where we started out with 100 units each. We bet units each week on three best bets, and we keep a tally on where we are every week to see how much money we make ourselves and you listening to us. We are the Left Coast Gamblers. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. We are the Left Coast Gamblers everywhere. Leave us a review. Leave us five stars. Tell someone about this show. Help us grow. Help us all make some money on the NFL because all of us are up units. Dangles, you're right now in third place. You lost two units last week, but you still have 105.5 for the season. I lost a unit as well. I'm still at 133 units leading the charge. Drew, best week last week, eight plus units, 126 for the year. Improved to five and one on your max bets. Five and one on your max bets. If Drew's making a max bet, you put that to the bank. Go to your bookie, make it happen. But I got some big bets for you because, as we said at the beginning of this show, this is a trust your gut week. Trust your gut. Trust your gut. 
We each must spend 13 units this week. The max bet for each individual bet is seven total units. And uh, let me just tell you, I have trusted my gut this week. Dangles, we're going to you first with your first bet of the week, 105.5 units on the year. Where are we going? We're going to go to the Patriots and the Jets. I'm taking the pass to cover. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Hey, stand Absolutely. by Stand by your it's man. It's hip to always. be square. Stand by always. your man. Always, Louis always, singing right now. always. Again, what do I keep saying? Until My the Patriots God. prove me wrong, I'm not going to bet against Bill Belichick. I'm Why not going to do it. I'm not going to bet against Tom Brady. Not only because I love them and I respect them, uh, but because they keep on winning. They're 6-0. and I don't know what else I need to say. The yeah. Jets stink. Their yeah. defense is terrible. The team is in disarray. Adam yeah. Gase is an awful coach. Give me that spread to cover. I'm betting five units. It's even. Five units on New England, minus 10 against the Jets. Monday Night Football. Drew, what do you got for your first bet? Guys, uh, sharper than a knife this week, I must say. So... The Saints, the last three games, how many games have they lost? Zero. They're 3-0 in the last three games. Any venture to guess how many points they're averaging? I would guess 11.5. They're average. Well, that's a little low, but 16.3 points. They're over-under for a team total. We're going a team total here, 17.5. You pay a little juice. It's minus 135. That is a lock. Wow. I'm going Saints under. Team total seventeen and a half. Wow. You pay a little juice. That's four. That's you risk four units to win three units. You think about the explosive Vikings offense. The Bears limited them to six points. I believe they limited the Packers to ten points. This is. I, I should bet more on it, but I am going to go Saint, Saints team total under seventeen and a half. Risk four units to win three. That's that's a tough bet. That's a tough bet. That's a bet you are you are watching that game until the very <laughs> end of it. That's a tough bet. Under 17.5, New Orleans team total, four units to win three. My first bet is also on a total, and I'm going over because I'm Tony Squares, and I don't stop. I don't stop because I win them all, Life's too short baby. to bet unders. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Life is too short to bet the under. Uh, you said it already, Drew, when we were talking about these two teams earlier. These are, these are two of the bottom five secondaries in the NFL. Arizona is playing the New York Giants. The over is at 50.5. It's a big number, I understand. These two teams are going to hit it by the third quarter. 50.5. Arizona, New York Giants, up and down the field, left and right, Saquon Barkley, Kyler Murray, Larry Fitzgerald, Daniel Jones, all over the place. Points, 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 points. Max bet, seven units, oh, wow. over 50 and a half. Trust your gut, folks. I know it's happening. Dangles, bet number two. All right, uh, bet number two, uh, we're going to Lambeau. I'm going to do a little uh, parlay here. I want the Raiders to cover at five and a half. Uh, and I'm going to take the over at 47. So I'm betting five units to win 13 there. Wow. So you expect Oakland to not only cover plus five and a half, but also both of these teams to score enough over 47. Yeah, I think and so. And it's five units to win? 13. Five units to win 13. Dangles, I looked at that. I'm not going to lie to you. I looked at that. A, I would never bet against my team on this show or in real life. But B, I don't think that over hits. I think this game is going to be close, and I like your uh, taking the points there, but I don't think that over hits. That defense is too good for Green Bay. I think this game is in the 20s. 47 and a half might be too much for this game. But that's your bet. Five units to win flat. 13. 47 even. 47 even. Over 47. Five units to win 13. Drew, shave of the sharp. Bet number two. Uh, Tony Squares, you may trust your gut. Uh, Schaefer the Sharp trusts his Rolodex of sources on Twitter. Uh, I saw this stat. I actually had to source check it myself. I couldn't even believe it. This is uh, this blew my mind. Since 2012, if a home team is a double-digit underdog, which this week there was one team that opened a double-digit underdog, the Washington Redskins, mm. plus 10. In 31 games, the under has hit 27 times. Wow. That's 87%. 
I know that line's come down to nine and a half. That's good enough for me. Uh, I am taking the under 41 in the Washington Redskins, San Francisco 49ers game. And it makes a ton of sense when you think about two of these teams that like to run the ball, establish a run. When you're taking an under, you want that clock to keep running. I love this pick. I'm betting five units on it. Five units on the Washington San Fran under 41. Uh, Another thing about trusting your gut, which is the theme for Tony this week, I like certain teams. You know what I mean? I, there are just certain teams that I think are good, and I like to bet on them because they keep winning me money. Carolina is one of those teams on the bye this week. If they were playing, I would be betting them because I am trusting my gut this week. I love doing teasers, as you guys know at home. I haven't won a three-team teaser yet, so I'm letting that sit. I'm sticking with my two-team teaser, and I'm making it a seven-point teaser because I want a little bit of extra juice. So I'm going to be betting another max bet seven units to just win five, seven units to win five on a New Orleans-Arizona teaser, seven-point teaser. So I'm getting New Orleans going to Chicago at plus 10.5. I'm getting Arizona going to New York plus 10. Plus 10.5 for New Orleans, plus 10 for Arizona. They will be single-digit games. I don't think Chicago scores enough points. I think Arizona keeps it close. New Orleans plus 10.5, Arizona plus 10. Put them together, seven units to win five, two-team teaser. I wonder, is it really is it really um, uh, uh, trusting your gut this week, or is it just smelling your farts? Like, when we get down to the, the real nitty-gritty of it, is I, I, it just I, fart sniffing, or are we trusting Dangles, I actually don't do either. Dangles, <laughs> Dangles uh, as I check here, someone is leading the King of the Coast rankings, and someone is dead last. Yeah, well, you know, first-timer here. I didn't, uh-huh. t- I, didn't come in and, I didn't come in and tell people I was going to be great at this. I'm going with a three-team parlay to end my week here. Throw it in, baby. Before he goes, just to, if you haven't been listening, listening no host here we've all tried it but no host here has won a three-leg bet yet that's correct well there's got to be a first time at some point right why not make it this week two of my three legs are going to be dogs but let's start with the jaguars at minus 200 uh i've got the saints as well to win and the chargers jaguars oh my god and chargers it's gonna be tough but i believe in the boys four units to win 26 (laughs) (laughs) we got we gotta put a muffler on this contest next year because they're just like I'm waiting for the five to win a hundred pretty soon. Oh, it's coming, this is folks! Just ridiculous. <laughs> it's coming. So he has Jacksonville to win, he has New Orleans to win, and he has the Chargers to win. He puts them all in a parlay, four units to win, twenty-six units. That's Dangles' max bet. Dangles, slowly, slowly getting more and more public with these bets. You did so well week one. We were so happy wow. with his week one. Now he's all over the place. Drew, shave of the sharp. Your final bet of the week, guys. It's been uh, this is the seventh week of the NFL. I'm taking two teams that I've bet a combined seven times in the Super Contest, the mm. Colts and the Texans. I am a combined 7-0 and o when betting these teams against the spread. Now, that doesn't mean I'm betting them to win every week. I think I bet between the two teams five times to win, two times to lose, mm. or, or I should say not cover. Yep. This might be my best bet of the year. <laughs> the Colts minus one off a of bye, Texans back-to-back road games. Texans' success is completely contingent on rushing the quarterback and – Protecting Deshaun Watson. Yep. They're not gonna be do they're not gonna do either in this game. Yeah. The Colts got one of the best offensive lines in football, established Marlon Mack. I think the Colts will also put a ton of pressure on Deshaun Watson. They got Darius Center coming back. I love, love, love the Colts in this spot. This mm-hmm. is a max bet for me. Seven units, the Indianapolis Colts minus one. Back up the Brinks truck. Five and one in best bets is Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookston. Indy minus one is his be- is his max bet at seven 
units, seven units, Indy minus one. Drew, I'm feeling the same way. I've bet on this certain team. I don't know how many times exactly, but I bet on this team almost every week, and I keep winning money on them. I love them so much, and I really love this matchup. You guys know I took Cincinnati Bengals to be the worst team in the league. I think they lose another game. I love Jacksonville minus three and a half. I don't care that they're in Cincinnati. I wish it was three. I may buy the hook. Doesn't matter. For this show, I am betting Jacksonville minus three and a half for seven total units, which means I I'm trusting my gut and betting seven units on every single bet that I have made this week. That's how much I like this board. That's how much I like my bets. That's how good I've been doing in the NFL bets. I am making money not only on this show, but in real life. We are following the trend. Trust your gut. Jacksonville minus three and a half, seven big ones. That's the King of the Coast rankings, and that is our show. That is week seven, a very fun week. Dangles, you got a big game on Monday. I, I, I really want the Jets to win now. I really want the They're Jets not gonna to win, win now. Man. I just want I want Dangles to come in. Maybe he'll wear a Cody Herndon jer- jersey, uh, Chris Herndon jersey, whatever the guy's name is. We should uh. we should play a prank on Dangles and just have a line like Patriots minus thirty one. See if he takes him. <laughs> he would absolutely take. You know, him. I think that's even for me a little beyond what I'm willing to go for. He'd probably put him in a parlay. All right, uh, that's it for the left <laughs> coast gamblers. They covered a sixteen point spread against an equally in bad the fourth team quarter. a couple of weeks ago. In so the fourth quarter, they covered a it. A win is a win is a win is a win. You as a Syracuse grad should know that. It's true. It's true. That's Tony Cavallo, Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer, Crooks, and hoping to do better in the Super Contest this week. We're coming back to you next week with Week 8. We're almost halfway through the season, guys. It's so sad. It's so sad it goes by so fast. NBA is about to start. Who the fuck cares about that? Sorry, Mrs. Crookston. That's the end of the show. Thank you for listening, and see you next week. And as always... This is a little half-hearted this week. Yeah, well, They've lost three times in a row. I mean, yeah, ram it. Ram it. Lions got fucked. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts.